Hello, everybody. This is Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology. And I am going to be talking to you today about the upcoming Mercury retrograde. But before I dive in, I really want to thank all of you for subscribing and supporting my YouTube channel. I reached um, a goal this morning, Boxing Day, December the 26th. I'm British, so I celebrate Boxing Day. Um, that I, and it's a goal I've been working towards um, for whole of 2022. And I made it just before the end of the year. So thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate all the subscribes, all the thumbs up, all the comments, um, all the people that watch my videos because they've helped me to get to that goal. So I'm very grateful for you. You gave me uh, the gift of reaching that goal on um, Boxing Day morning. Fantastic. Thank you. Anyway, Mercury retrograde. We have a Mercury retrograde coming up on December the 29th. So um, I'm going to look at a couple of charts. I'm going to look at them, the station retrograde chart, the Mercury Kazemi chart, which is the middle of the retrograde. And then I'm going to look at the station direct chart. Um, I happen to think this Mercury retrograde is a really important one. And so I don't want you to go, oh, I hate Mercury retrograde because Mercury retrograde has a very important purpose. And it's also goes retrograde. Mercury also goes retrograde three or four times a year. Um, and then we have the periods leading into Mercury retrograde and out of Mercury retrograde. So if you fear Mercury retrograde, then it's um, an awful long time to hide under the covers and to be um, focusing on negativity. Now, when a planet goes retrograde, it's actually closer to the Earth from our perspective. And so um, because it, Mercury's this side of the sun from our perspective on a retrograde. Um, if you look at the orbit, it actually kind of makes a loop from our perspective because Mercury, of course, does not actually go backwards. It's just from our perspective here, perspective here on the Earth, Mercury appears to go back through an area of the zodiac that it's already crossed through. Okay. Now, Mercury has been emerging as evening star and is now disappearing, going to disappear under the beams of the sun again as the sun will catch up to Mercury. And Mercury will, as I said, be um, in front of the sun from our perspective between us and the sun. So the energy is really concentrated when Mercury goes retrograde. Now, what is Mercury? Well, Mercury represents our mind, um, communication, our voice. It's the urge to communicate. It's our perceptions. Um, it's speech. It's also skills, how we communicate through skills. Mercury is memory. He's the messenger. He's our mental faculties. It's also associated with the nervous system rationality, reactivity, reason, respiration. It's also to do with uh, breathing as self-expression. Um, Mercury is also the trickster. So he's a little bit of a trick, a tricker, trickster, trickery. So we have, to, I find uh, 
facing Mercury retrogrades with humor is a, an awful, is an awesome thing. <laughs> um, Mercury does represent transport, modes of transport and short journeys as well. Some travel because Mercury travel between the gods, the worlds of gods and men in the myth. And so this is why um, we tend to get some, uh, you know, communication breakdowns and small um, um, electronics and vehicle kind of issues sometimes in Mercury retrograde, but of course not always. So, but Mercury is also dexterous. He is about, you know, really detail and putting things together, filing. Mercury rules the signs of Gemini and Virgo. And so we have um, an air um, element of Mercury, but also a very earthly element of Mercury, which really um, figures with Mercury going between the world of the gods and the world of men. So Mercury is also logic, learning, knowledge, intuition, um, it's associated with the internet a lot and information and news. Okay, so, you know, this Mercury has an awful lot going on. Um, and Mercury, as I said, rules Gemini and Virgo, um, said to be in detriment in Sagittarius, just a little less com comfortable um, in exaltation in Virgo. So uh, Virgo is a very mercurial sign and in its fall in Pisces. But when I just wanted to kind of give you a little lesson about what Mercury is. So let's dive into this Mercury retrograde. I'm going to look at these charts, then I'm going to go through all signs and show you where this Mercury retrograde that takes us into the new year will take place. So, here we go. All right, I've created some charts. So Mercury turns retrograde on December the 29th at 4.31 a.m. in Washington, D.C. You'll have to adjust time zones for, um, for where you are at that point. Mercury will station retrograde at 24 degrees and 21 minutes of Capricorn, conjunct Venus, conjunct Pluto, in square to Eris in Aries. And um, in fact, I'm recording this on the day that Mercury is exactly square Eris for the first of three exact squares during this retrograde. Um, also uh, opposing Pallas Athena and in a sextile aspect to Juno and Neptune. And I've highlighted the moon as well because the moon um, on the retrograde is on the retrograde station is right at the anoretic degree of Pisces. So we're heading into this retrograde. And, you know, this really is forming a cardinal T-square. Okay, so we'll talk about all of this in a minute. But what's most important, I think, about this Mercury retrograde is that Mercury is stationing retrograde, conjunct Pluto and conjunct Venus, and activating through the retrograde an area of Capricorn that's been really, really um, massively 
um, important over the last three years. Now, if Jan on January the 12th, 2020, we had a big conjunction of with Saturn and Pluto meeting, but there was also Mercury, Ceres and the Sun were all around 22, 23 degrees of Capricorn. This Mercury retrograde is activating those degrees again. Now, Mercury goes here every year, but this one seems really important because it's kind of this last blast of that energy. And uh, Pluto as well, we're um, a day after the last pass, exact pass of the Pluto return for the USA on this Mercury retrograde. And Venus and Mercury have are both evening stars at the moment, having done this immense journey through the eclipses that we had back in October uh, with and November, with uh, the Libra, uh, Venus being the new Libra evening star that's moving us further into an age of air. And Mercury the messenger is going to be reviewing a lot of the stuff that we've had going on over the last three years. All right, just just massively. Now, the opposition to Pallas Athena, that's the creative intelligence asteroid. Um, she's going to be connected to this retrograde quite a bit, too. So we have Mercury, we have Venus, the two most personal planets, the heart and mind coming together. In fact, their conjunction, um, they are conjunct on the same day as the Mercury retrograde coming together. Then Venus is going to move on ahead and then Mercury will eventually catch up to Venus uh, right at the start of her retrograde in July 2023. So this echo is going to be echoed in July. Um, but, but right now they're going to be conjunct on Mercury's station, as I said, conjunct to Pluto. Now, the opposition to Pallas Athena brings in some creative intelligence. And this is really, um, you know, an opposition on the birth to um, death line. Cancer being the mother, nurturing birth, the womb, and then Capricorn being age, wisdom, and uh, the, but also the structures that we live under. So they've got this opposition to that. So we're, and Pallas Athena is retrograde, bringing in creative intelligence uh, and asking how we can bring wise justice and strategies to move forward. Okay. Now then, the square to Eris is so important. Um, as I said, the, the first exact square is today that I'm recording this on December the 26th. Uh, we're going to get another exact square on December the 31st, and then Mercury will square um, again on February the 6th, I think. We'll look at the, all of those in a bit. But really, basically, this, this square is um, massively important. Because Pluto and Eris had five exact squares in 2020 and 2021. And a lot of these squares were at 23 degrees and 24 degrees. In fact, they were all at 23 and 24 degrees because Eris has a 570 year orbit. So she moves really slowly. And um, this 
square um, on the Mercury retrograde will happen three times, as I said, and Mercury and Eris is having her last blast at that 23 degree mark of Aries. She's never going to be there again in our lifetimes. She's spent a lot of the last few years at 23 degrees. And this is important because Eris is 23 is the number of Eris, according to the Discordians. And I've written about this and talked about it so much. Now, 23 is a very human number. It's the number of our digits, 10 fingers, 10 toes, two ears and a nose. It's the number of pairs of chromosomes we have in our human body. Um, we, our biorhythm cycle is also 23 days and it takes 23 seconds for blood to move around the body. To my mind, this, <clears throat> this period, which we know has been such a, um, a transformative, chaotic period, and uh, Eris is the goddess of discord and chaos. And incidentally, 23 is also the number of chaos magic. Um, has been a time of, we, of of us being shaken and stirred and really dis deciding what it is that um, what it means to be human. Now, all the Mercury retrogrades in 2023, um, if you listen to my 2023 overview, are going to be in Earth signs. We are really at a point where we are um, thinking about what it is to be human now. You know, we've gone through the pandemic. We've gone through some really big political turmoil. We're still in a lot of it. Um, and, we, you know, we've had, got a lot of global conflict going on and a lot of conflict between, um, um, let's call it the um, the oligarchy and the people. And and so I think we're moving into a time of, re of resolution. But, we're, you know, we've got a bit more chaos to go coming out of it. So it's activating Eris at that number of chaos magic. Now, if you think about chaos, though, um, we are kind of born from chaos. Uh, the whole universe is created out of chaos, if you like. And all these molecules kind of came together. I think we're having this last blast of transformation and change. And... Um, the messages that we're going to receive, the reflecting and reviewing that we're going to be doing on this Mercury retrograde are about where we're going with all of this. And then we're kind of moving out and deciding where to go. And of course, you know, this is not the end. N nothing is ever the end. <laughs> it just keeps going cycles and cycles. But this is coming with this period we're in now really is coming to a resolution of a lot of the issues that have been churned up over the last few years so then we have um so that's the square to eris and then there's the opposition to um, palace athena then we also have conjunction to pluto which is has been transforming and our structures of our society for quite some time. 
showing us what's not working, where the holes are, where we need to kind of shore up things and change things and transform things. Um, it's perhaps not actually been as over, overly destructive as um, some astrologers may have feared. But I was listening to an amazing interview with um, Jamie Raskin in the US this um, uh, this morning. And he was talking about how, you know, there's going to be some legislation proposed to actually kind of shore up the rules and the regulations to um, to ensure that somebody can't um, try and overturn elections anymore and so on and so forth. So anyway, uh, so there's a lot of shoring up with this finishing up kind of thing as well. Now then, the sextile, I love the sextile to Juno and Neptune. Juno and Neptune will be having their conjunction shortly before this uh, retrograde starts. And Juno is our partnership asteroid. She is really the, the partnership of all opposites. She really brings everything together. Male, female, black, white, everything, all the polarities. She says, well, yes, there are these polarities, but we are interconnected. And in Pisces, this is in the collective unconsciousness. So she's showing us how extremely connected we are. And then Neptune in Pisces really is the sea of consciousness, the sea of, of our subconscious, our unconscious and consciousness and our connection with source and spirit. And so this Mercury retrograde is really connected to all of this as well. And then what's this figure over here that we're looking at? Well, this is asteroid Lilith, the only physical representation of Lilith in um, in the cosmos. We have black moon Lilith, we have a dark moon Lilith, and we have the asteroid Lilith. And I always, if you see, she's a look. Her symbol looks like a hand. She's kind of like the rebellious teenager, the talk to the hand um, Lilith. And there she is at twenty three degrees of Virgo. Virgo is um, the other Mercury ruled sign. Okay, so Mercury rules that. And I think there's going to be a lot come up about women's rights coming back into this after this Mercury retrograde. You know, we've kind of been in this crazy, chaotic time. We've had the hearings. We still haven't um, managed to resolve Roe being overturned in the U.S., uh, women are still protesting into it in Iran. Um, there's all kinds of turmoil going on there. Um, Afghanistan, uh, women are being blocked from going to university and so on and so forth. There's, there's a lot of turmoil between uh, uh, regarding gender rights and also um, LBGTQ and um the trans community there's there's a lot of turmoil going on in in all those kind of realms well uh, you know lilith um is kind of the original divine fe uh, feminine um she uh, was the first wife of adam and i always think of the asteroid lilith as the original lilith made from the same dirt as adam in the myth and the Black Moon Lilith as the rejected, shamed part of Lilith. So Asteroid Lilith is the original. She's the other half, the yin, the yang. Okay, the masculine, the feminine, made 
equally together from the same dirt. So nothing really separate about them at all. And um, and so here she is at 23 degrees of Virgo and Virgo is the sign of wholeness. And I always think of it, uh, the symbol looking like an M, um, kind of like the all the Marys, like the Virgin Mary, Mary Magdalene, uh, going right back. All, all the women in the Bible were called Mary. And it's uh, it's kind of about, you know, the strong original feminine in, to my mind. Now then, one thing I didn't mention, and it barely shows on here, is that all these aspects I've mentioned, apart from the square to Eris, but the sextile to the Pisces energy, the opposition to Pallas Athena and asteroid Lilith over here, actually make a mystic rectangle of earth and water, which are the feminine signs. So... I think this Mercury retrograde is going to bring in a lot of healing um, to the patriarchy, which is dying clearly. And the patriarchy, again, is nothing about men. It is the structures that we've lived under, which is very hierarchical, very uh, masculine driven and led but again not necessarily about men and women this is i i find it very uh men the, the terms men and women are very different to the masculine and feminine energies in the in the um, cosmos to my mind so if i talk about patriarchy i'm not talking about men <laughs> all right so that's the start of the retrograde i do want to show you the kazemi the Kazemi is going to take place on January the 7th, 2023. The Kazemi is the sweet spot in the middle of Mercury retrogrades. And this one is going to take place on January the 7th, 2022, right after a, um, where's the moon on this one? <laughs> oh, right after the Cancer full moon, which is actually on January the 6th. And I did make a, a prediction on January the 6th um, on my full moon video that um, this could be when charges are filed regarding the uh, January the 6th insurrection and things, more charges. Not saying who, <laughs> but anyway, um, you get the idea. And um, the Kazemi could be the time where we kind of wake up to some news of uh, some kind of energy because Mercury and the sun meeting in the middle of the retrograde is a point of clarity. It's uh, quite astounding. Now, this one is at 16 degrees um, Capricorn, 56 minutes, um, and that is just a shade away from the degree of the Venus uh, Kazemi of January uh 2022 and so it's activating something from then as well okay now then this kazemi is in a sextile aspect of vesta vesta in pisces vesta is the hearth she's the hearth of the state she's our inner our own inner sacred flame um i kind of really am hopeful that all of this is going to kind of save the state if you like, and in many places, not just the USA, of course. 
Now, Pallas Athena is still involved. She's been moving retrograde as Mercury has been moving retrograde. And so she is opposing this. And look at the degree the moon is at, though, 23 degrees again. So this is going to be a really important news day, news day I think, on the full moon on um, January the 6th, which is late on January the 6th. And then early on January the 7th, I think that's going to, there's going to be some really big messages and news coming through regarding all these themes. Then going to the end of the retrograde, um, Mercury will actually station retrograde on January the 18th, 2023. By that point, Mars will have stationed retrograde. But and and Mars is in uh, Mercury ruled Gemini. OK, and um, and these two are in an exact, almost exact quincunx to each other, which is an aspect of adjustment. And this little thing next to Mercury here is Pholus, um, Centaur Pholus. He takes the lid off things again. I think more news coming off pulling the lid off what's been going on, what's been um, hidden and so on and so forth. Other things that I find very important for the Mercury Station Direct is that the sun will be exactly conjunct Pluto. Pluto has moved off the 27 degree mark. The 27 degree mark of Capricorn is actually the degree of Mars exaltation. So, you know, there's been some real big stuff coming out. And by the time Mercury goes direct on January the 18th, I think the news cycle is going to be quite exciting, depending on who's on your perspective, which is very Mercury, of course, as well. And, and this is moved to 28 degrees, which is two plus eight is a is a one new beginnings. And this one is trine to Sedna. And Sedna has this 11,408 year orbit. Um, big things about climate change, um, climate bills and things might come out of this moving forward. And this Mars quincunx to Mercury is saying we have to make adjustments about how we live and how we think and how we speak to each other. OK, so I think it's a, a very, very big Mercury retrograde personally. By the time Mercury goes direct, you can see that Mars has gone direct. Eris has gone direct. The only planet we have uh, retrograde now um major planet as we have a couple of asteroids but um is uranus and uranus is about to station direct as well on this mercury station if you've watched my january 20 uh, sorry my 2023 preview you'll know that we have an 89 day period with all the planets direct going full pelt and and um and saying, all right, now it's time to bring the change in. So, so that's enough on the Kazemis and the actual charts. And um, so I, I'm going to ask you to really kind of think about the area of the chart that um, Mercury is retrograding in 
your chart and in your own chart. And we're going to look at the all signs now. But think of this Mercury retrograde as going through and really reflecting and revisiting and reviewing a lot of the stuff that we've had going on for at least the last three years. And that will impact in your own life as well. So it's more than just a little Mercury retrograde. But um, but then again, I'm not sure anything is ever little, I think, uh, the cosmos has designed these things to all be meaningful and important. So Mercury retrograde through the signs. I'm actually going to start with the sign that Mercury is retrograding in. Okay, so we're going to look at that first. So Capricorn, this is for Capricorn rising, if you know your rising sign. So with these um, all signs videos. I would, if you know your rising sign, I would listen to that first. I would also listen to the sun sign, and it can be also a little bit to do with your moon sign. Okay, um, mostly the rising sign will be the area of uh, the chart, but all of those three will have some meaning for you. So Capricorn rising, Mercury is going to retrograde in your first house. So this is your face, okay, the face you have in the world. So um, this is a time to really think about what face you're putting forward. What you say will be paid very close attention, attention to in this retrograde. So really, um, you know, there can be echoed messages, uh, words that come back to haunt you a little bit. And it's really important to mean what you say and say what you mean any time during this. Okay. Um, but, you know, Mercury can be a bit of a joker, a trickster, and Capricorn's got that kind of jokey, devilish humor as well. Um, and it might not be the best time to um, make throwaway comments and jokes that might be taken wrongly okay so <laughs> so just think about what you're saying and um, so on and so forth okay so we'll move on to Aquarius and for Aquarius rising this is going to be in your 12th house okay and so this is likely to feel quite hermit-like for you, this Mercury retrograde. Um, the 12th house is often a time of, it's associated with like prisons and hospitals and places of retreat. Um, but it consciously, this could be a good time to go on a silent retreat and to stay off social media for a bit and uh, have a break and really just to go within. Okay. And so really to, to just kind of um, go into the mind, go into the soul, do a lot of meditation, do a lot of thinking um, and communicating with whatever the divine is for you in this time. So that's Aquarius rising. Pisces rising. This is going to be the 11th house. This is the area of hopes and dreams. And uh, 
Capricorn is very much about being realistic. <laughs> so are your hopes and dreams realistic? Are, are your structures of your life set up to bring you what your hopes and dreams are for? Um, are they, you know, are your hopes and dreams too lofty or are they not lofty enough? <laughs> um, it's a really good time to sit down and review um, your big hopes and dreams. OK, and also a little bit to do with um, organizations, groups, um, groups of friends that you might um, be connected to. So Aries rising, this is going to be in the 10th house for you. This is your most public place. This is your visibility. This can be your career. Um, and but it's uh, this is about your public presence, the public words that you put out. If you're if you're a business person or an entrepreneur like me, if you're thinking about a rebrand and a new look, it's a good time to think about it and then put it out after the Mercury retrograde. But it's everything is about how you communicate to the wider world in this uh, time and how people perceive you as well. So be, think about what you're putting out there during this Mercury retrograde. OK. All right. Taurus rising. The ninth house. This is about um, sources of expansion and inspiration, but it's also about foreign lands and um, philosophy and so forth. And you're getting the idea, I guess. Mercury retrograde in this house could mean that you're kind of studying a language or traveling somewhere to think about, to to learn about a new culture, um, researching um, sources of expansion and inspiration and so on and so forth. This uh, would be a really good use of the Merc Mercury retrograde for um, this time for you. OK. Gemini. So Gemini, this for you is the eighth house. And this is uh, the eighth house is really the a place of deep soul exploration, deep psyche. Um, this is a time perhaps to do some therapy or to do something to um, explore the deepest recesses of your own mind. And you may be exploring the motivations and uh, psyche of um, some of those that you're deeply bond in deeply bonded relationships with but you know a, a healthier representation of that would be to explore your own deep psyche rather than to invade somebody else's psyche but um, this can be a real kind of um, probing time for a Mercury retrograde in the eighth house um, for you, Gemini, especially because Mercury is your ruling planet. If you're Gemini rising, um, you, you know, this can be like a psychic surgery kind of exploration um, and going very, very deep. Some heavy, deep, deep conversations going on during this time. So maybe those conversations will be with yourself. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to Cancer Rising. Cancer Rising, this is the seventh house for you. 
there could be this the seventh house is how we compromise ourselves for others and it's generally all significant relationships it doesn't necessarily always mean the marriage partner because that can be more the eighth house this but it, this can include the partner so this has this energy of um contracts and um um physical you know marriage contracts but also business contracts um significant business relationships there can be a lot of reflecting and reviewing in those areas so you this may be a good time to go we need to talk to your boss or your work teammates or your part, life partners or this could be even um like significant uh, relationships with adult children and so on and so forth and this kind of you know talking things over reflecting reviewing all those re words that are a mercury retrograde this can be a good time for rehashing some issues between um, partners so it's not moving on oh there we go so Leo rising, this for you is in the sixth house. And, and so the sixth house is the house of health and um, service, mentorship, pets also. And so Mercury retrograde in this area could be um, a little, a little bit um, nervy, anxious. This is a Mercury ruled house. You could be uh, a little bit like, um, nervous about setting boundaries or um, um, also about re revisiting and reflecting your structures around your health and your pet's health perhaps as well say do I need to like create these really firm routines and really get back into it it's kind of a very good new year's resolution kind of transit having a mercury retrograde in this house you may be um researching new forms of diet or um as and testing some things of, um, and so on and so forth it's very analytical the mercury kind of likes this house really but the but it can be a little bit analysis analysis paralysis with mercury retrograde in the sixth house okay virgo rising so for Virgo rising, this is the fifth house. And uh, this is a, a playful house. This, is, you know, Mercury is probably at his most prankster, trickster-like energy in this house. But it is in Capricorn, so there's going to be some strict kind of limits with this. Okay. So, but then I, as I said, Capricorn does have this kind of devilish side to it, this devilish humor. So this could be a time just to have a little bit of fun with the Mercury retrograde, get a little bit creative, be a little bit childlike, um, you know, kind of let yourself loosen up a little bit during this Mercury retrograde and revisit kind of having some fun Virgo rising because you can be overly serious and overly um, analytical. So loosen the bonds a little bit. Libra rising, and we're near the end of all of this. The fourth house for Libra rising. This is the home. This is your inner life. 
Um, you may not want to talk to the world at this point with Mercury retrograding in your fourth house, Libra rising. Um, you know, you may want to um, explore the past, explore. This could be a good time for signing up for like Ancestry.com or whatever, um, you know, and exploring your DNA and looking back at family history and family photographs and seeing what messages these bring for you. It's also a time to really, uh, you know, go within and perhaps um, do some inner exploration, as I said, but also it could be, uh, you know, a good time to go and have a conversation with a parent if your parents are still alive, if one of them is still alive and and collect some history that you may not have known about. So. Scorpio rising. And then we've got Sagittarius and then we're done. So Scorpio rising, this will be in your third house, which is another mercurial house. This is a good time for research, study, going in deep for some learning, um, writing um, uh, papers and things are good during this time. But you may again get over analytical and dig, never keep get to the bottom of the depths of research that you're doing but this can be a good slow time slowing down as well and taking things easy and um and kind of exploring local shops and revisiting things like that in the neighborhood perhaps getting to know some neighbors a little better revisiting that and just kind of bringing it in a little bit to to the local okay Right, Sagittarius. It's second house for you. And this is really about how you earn your money and um, how your self-esteem and your self-worth. You're going to be revisiting a lot of things about that. Um, you may be revisiting how you earn your money, where your focus is, looking for a new job, researching, things like that. But it can also be a, something as simple in the second house with it being about the physical body and and how you feel about yourself. You could just be, you know, you could go through your closet and throw out anything that doesn't make you feel good and really, really revisit your appearance and so on in, in this um this time um so i think that's it we're at the end of that so thank you for listening i hope you've enjoyed this and know that this is quite a big um retrograde for all of us it's revisiting all that time so no matter what area of the chart that i've talked about this is going to be um a time um of revisiting a lot of the things that have happened over the last few years so much love to you and thank you for all the subscriptions if you're not subscribed hit that subscribe button see you next time